The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears. But when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Welcome, my trading friend, to part three of Trading Psychology practical tips. Today we're going to talk about some real specifics. In part one, we covered kind of the overview. Part two, we got more specific and we talked about the biofeedback, how to monitor your thoughts, your feelings, look for patterns there, and how to use that to actually improve your trading into the future. And that stuff is very, very practical. Believe me, it works. Try it. It works. Most people don't do it. That gives you an edge if you do. Now, in part three, we're going to take that and go to the next level. So while part two, we talked about your internal thinking, your internal feelings, uh, this one, we're going to be monitoring issues in your trading. We're going to be logging them just as we did in part two. But this time, we're going to be monitoring which rules you break. So this one is a little more objective, whereas the first two are more subjective. Although, you know what? It all has to do with what's going on in your mind. So, oh, by the way, if you did not listen to part one and two yet, no problem. Go ahead and finish out this one. Go back to part one and two. They don't have to be taken in order. All right. So one of my uh, favorite trading slogans, sayings, quotes, whatever you want to call it, is this. Trading is simply a business of not making mistakes. Now, I don't remember where I first heard that, and I don't actually buy into it 100%, but I think it is a very, very, very good thing to keep in mind. The only thing that they don't like about it is that it says trading is simply a business of not making mistakes. I think it's a little more complicated than that. However, I will tell you in my own experience, my own journey in trading, as well as that of helping many, many, literally thousands of students go through their trading experience as well, is that making mistakes is a huge part of why they don't succeed. Talking about people who have actually learned to trade, not just beginning traders with beginning traders. It's all a different issue. And you know what? We'll do an episode on that too. So I'm talking specifically now about people who have learned technical analysis, they've been trading or at least demo trading, simulate trading, read some books, uh, taken some courses. So they got an education. They're what I call educated amateurs. So they're educated. They learned a lot. They know a lot of stuff, but they're still amateurs in the sense that they're just not making money yet. So that's what we want to do. That's what this step is about. It's about taking people who are educated amateurs and turning them into people who are now making money. So that's what this transition will do for you, or I should say can do for you. So again, the slogan is trading is simply a business of not making mistakes. So today we're talking about how to eliminate the mistakes of trading. And here are some of the examples of mistakes. You're probably wondering, well, Barry, what do you talk about mistakes? Okay. 
So here are some mistakes, and then we've got a uh, list that I'll be happy to give you for free in PDF format and also video, a little mini course I put together that uh, covers all of these and more. But here's just a couple of examples so that they're in your mind and you know what I'm talking about as we continue our discussion. So one of the biggest problems that people have is chasing the market, chasing the market. So they miss an entry and then they say, oh, dang, I just saw that entry. And now the market has started to move away from the entry. It's moving in a profitable direction. I regret not getting in. And so they get in, but they get in too late. And what that does is it really messes up their reward to risk ratio because now their entry point is further away from where their protective stop would be, meaning that their their loss on the trade would be bigger than the ideal setup would allow. And you cannot do that. You cannot do that. From pure money management point of view, you just have to let it go. Let it be. Start singing the song. Let it be. Even if you're not a good singer, just make sure nobody else is in the room and just sing the song, let it be. And I'm not going to sing it for you because I'm a lousy singer, but you get the idea. Not easy to do, right? It is a psychological challenge that you say, oh, dang, I just missed that move. And sometimes it's that you didn't really miss it in your attention span. It's just that you saw it and you were thinking about it and you hesitated and you were looking for more confirmation. In other words, we like to see that, and this is a game that we play with ourselves mentally, is once the market starts moving in a direction, then we say, oh, that worked subconsciously. This is how we're feeling. We don't usually say this to ourselves. And so then we think, oh, I should have been in, so now I will get in. Well, the answer is no, you should not get in now. Now it's too late, too late. And again, just because it started moving in your direction, it uh, doesn't mean you should get in now. Your reward risk ratio is all screwed up. And there is no higher probability that the market will continue to go in that direction. That could be it. So it's a big challenge psychologically for people. We are always, and I include myself in this as well, as human beings, we crave certainty. We are security-seeking missiles. Instead of heat-seeking missiles, we're security-seeking missiles. And that's okay. That's built into our biology. There's nothing wrong with that. But the challenge is that in trading, really, <laughs> it's kind of ironic, there's no security in trading. Trading is always risky. To me, it's kind of ironic that they call stocks securities because I don't see them as secure at all. <laughs> I just think that's one of the, the funniest uh, misnomers. They call them securities. No, they're not secure. So anyway, you've got to develop this balance. Now you get people who go to the other extreme and they're not looking for a lot of security. In fact, they're the gunslingers, right? They are taking too many risks. So they get in too early. They don't wait for the market to set up according to their perfect trade setup. So this would be a second mistake. Number one is you're looking for too much confirmation. So the market starts moving in your direction and then you kind of like, oh, it worked. Okay. Now I'll get in. No, because you missed the optimal entry. The other side of it is it's like, well, this is setting up. It looks like it's going to set up based on my rules. Maybe not all your rules are met yet. And so you say, but it looks like it's going to happen. And therefore you take the trade. No, you got in too early. One example of this, to be more specific, would be candlestick bars. 
So a lot of people will look at a candlestick bar forming, and let's say that you've got an engulfing pattern, a two-bar engulfing pattern. It's forming, but that second bar has not closed yet, hasn't finished. But intra-bar, you see an engulfing pattern. And so you say, great, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to short that because we have an engulfing candlestick pattern. No, you do not. You do not. Until that second bar closes, you do not have an engulfing candlestick pattern. It's got to close. And then the third bar needs to start printing. So that would be an, an, that would be an example of another mistake getting in too early. Uh, here's another mistake. I'll just go through a few, few here real quickly because we've got them all printed out for you and I'm going to give you access to the printout. Trading in choppy markets, that's a horrible mistake. Trading what we call kamikazes, that's trading against the dominant energy of the market. We've talked about that in the past. Trading uh, too large a size, in other words, too many shares, contracts, lots for the size of your account, how much money you have in your account. Horrible. You have to keep your loss, losses small. You have to keep the amount of money you're risking to be a very small percentage of your account on every single trade. Uh, trading for the action. That's another one. Trading like it's a video game. This, I got to tell you, this was one of mine. This was one of my biggest challenges. In general, we call it over trading. And I love trading. We all love trading. And none of us want to sit there and stare at screens for three hours before we get a trade. So again, that's normal. See, now these mistakes, the problem is that this is part of our human nature. And so to be a successful trader, you've got to get outside of your own instincts. So we've talked about this before too, that we are social beings. We have a herd instinct, and that's why our instinct will always put us on the side of the herd, the majority. But the problem is the majority of people lose money so you've got to get outside your instincts, and that's challenging. But that's what we addressed in the last issue was how to avoid that, how to get out of yourself. And I gave you a very practical exercise on how to do that. So you get the idea, right? Mistakes are basically breaking your trading rules. Now, again, in episode one or part one, I should say, of this three-part series, we talked about how the psychology of trading is less important than your trading methodology. And again, that's because your trading methodology is based on statistics that give you a probability scenario that favors you, an edge. And we create rules around that in order to give us that edge statistically over a large sample of data. So when we're talking about this, making mistakes, we're talking about breaking those rules. So you've got to have those rules in place first. So that's primary. The psychology of trading then comes second. Okay, so now how do we do this in a practical manner to change our behavior? What's the practical way of, I'm not going to say eliminate mistakes because I don't think any of us ever eliminate all of our mistakes. And the good news is you don't have to. I know I haven't. But we do want to minimize our mistakes. We're going to always be human. We're never going to be perfect. And that's cool. You don't have to be. But we want to get as close as possible. So here's how I do it. Here's the practical exercise. And I invite you to do this as well, of course. Back to my slogan. Most people do. Well, no, wait. How's it go? Oh, yeah. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. Operative word, unwilling. So the good news is that you can do this. This is not hard. 
this is not rocket surgery. Okay. I know I said that on purpose. This you can do, but most people just won't because it's not the fun, shiny object part of trading. And this is what exactly distinguishes those who succeed from those who don't. This is like the uh, primo athlete who goes into the gym two hours before everybody else shows up and they become, you know, the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's of the world. Same thing. This is a, not really a sport, but it's a performance based activity. Trading is performance based and therefore it's very much like sports psychologically. Here's how we do this. Here's the exercise. So we take our trading log, can use the same, in fact, I actually use the same one that I use for the examples and exercises I gave you in part two of this series. And on that trading log, we add another box and that box is simply called mistakes. And you write there, every time you take a trade, what mistake you made, if any. So after the trade is done, that's when you write down your mistakes. So again, just to reference the last um, episode, we, as we're taking the trade or right after we take the trade, we write down what we're thinking, what we're feeling takes five seconds, right? Cause you don't want to double think it, triple think it, just whatever comes to your mind immediately, write it down. Should be no more than three to five words for each one. You wait for the trade to evolve, develop. You see what happens. Okay. Then when we're done with the trade, then you go over to the box that is labeled mistakes and you write down any mistakes that you made, if any. If you didn't make any mistakes, fantastic, you're golden. Doesn't mean the trade will be a winner. Sometimes good trades, high probability trades, still turn into losses. And what I write into the box when that happens is I just write good loss. It means I kept my rules. And because we're trading probabilities, by definition, not every trade will win. If every trade, every setup that was a high probability setup succeeded, we wouldn't be trading probabilities. We'd be trading certainties and we are not. Anything can happen in the market. In fact, here's another quote for you. The market can do anything at any time. I'm going to say that one more time because this quote is so important. The market can do anything at any time. That's right, Billy Bob. You better memorize that one. Here's why. Because the market is made up of so many people around the globe, people at different levels, and then you've got different um, issues coming in with different countries and economics and news. And heck, it doesn't even have to be news. It could be a rumor. It could be gossip. It doesn't even have to be true. And that's going to mess up the market. In other words, another slogan for you that uh, follows that is that news trumps technicals. News trumps technicals. So what that means is you could have all your technical analysis lined up beautifully and moving averages, candlestick patterns, support resistance, Fibonacci, ancient Phoenician, I don't know, numerology, all of the stars are aligned in the heavens, whatever technical analysis you use, your stochastic, your CCI, your RSI, your LMNOP, and uh, dramatic news comes out, or again, just a rumor, and nobody cares what the stochastic says. Nobody gives a mouse's left patootie what your MACD is saying. Nobody cares what the 50MA or the 9MA or the uh, eight non-lagging uh, moving averages saying or any of that stuff. Nobody cares. All they care about that moment is that rumor. And they will have a knee-jerk reaction to it. Trading is very emotional. Human beings 
essentially make decisions based on emotion and justify them with logic. So if you think trading is logical, well, there's a certain element. Well, another great episode uh, or another great topic for an episode there. But essentially, the markets move primarily based on people's emotion and not on logic. So that's why a lot of people who are very logical, like engineers and accountants and so forth, have such a problem trading, very tough time trading. You've got to keep that in mind. And what we do, we can't always account for that, right? Someone actually emailed me the other day and said, um, you know, how do I account for that? Because I had been talking about that. How do I uh, prevent that? Or how do I know when a rumor is going to come out? I don't know. Nobody knows, right? It comes out and all you can do is protect yourself with stops, trailing stops and hedging your position. So that's where risk management comes in. And that's the best you can do is to always provide risk management scenario to your trading. So what we do again is we go back, got a little off topic there, but these are all good things. So we go back into the square that says mistakes. And in that square, you're going to write down any mistakes that you made, if any. Again, mistakes are defined as breaking the rules of your trading method. These are going to be very personal to you. You will have your trading mistakes that you make more commonly than someone else. I used you as my confessor today. I told you one of my biggest ones was over trading. Yours might be chasing the market. Yours might be getting in too early. Yours might be, you've got your stop in, the market moves against you, but then you pull your stop away thinking, oh, I don't want to get stopped out because I can't bear losing the money and I want the market to turn around and I think it will, but then it doesn't and your loss gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Whatever it is, you rate it down. That one trade isn't going to mean a lot. In fact, I'll tell you right now, you probably have a general awareness of the mistakes you're making. But the problem is it is too general. It's too in the back of your mind. And you are not aware of how often you are doing it and how dramatically and traumatically it's affecting your PL, your trading account. So you write these down on each and every single trade. Then at the end, let's say you're a day trader, but this will work for swing traders as well. It's just a number, matter of keeping enough um, data, gathering enough information over a period of time, number of trades. And let's say you're a day trader though, and you get an average of five trades a day, right? Just as an example. So at the end of the week, you got 25 trades, 25 samples, and then you add those all up. And now I will transfer those daily logs onto a weekly log. So now I'll have one row on the, well, I have five rows on the weekly log, but each day is one row. And on that one row, then I will write, okay, I did this mistake two times. Maybe I uh, got in too soon three times that week. Maybe I chased the market five times that week. Maybe I moved to my stop two times that week or that day or that month. And that's what we do. We move it from daily to weekly, to monthly. And we got a daily log, a weekly log, and a monthly log. And then the real magic comes in at the end of the month. And at the end of the month, then you will have a number for each one of the mistakes you make. Now, again, this is a gift you have to give yourself because we all make different mistakes. We all have our own little foibles. I'll look at that and I'll say, dang, I broke this rule. Let's say I moved my stop, my protective stop when I shouldn't have. I knew I was doing that, but what I didn't realize was that over the course of a month, I did it 43 times. Wow. 
And that is the awareness. That's the shock that comes into people's mind. That monthly trading log turns into a mirror, a mirror of your own self-awareness. And it brings from the back of your mind to the forefront of your mind, just how bad it really is and which issues are most important to you. Now, we don't stop there. So you'll see now if you've got one mistake that you've made like once a month, I wouldn't worry about it. Wouldn't even be concerned. One that's two or three times a month, maybe not. Depends how many uh, samples you have, how many trades you had, right? What percentage of your trades are you making this mistake on? That's really the key. But when you get something that really stands out where you're making this mistake five times, 10 times, 20 times in a month, you really need to pay attention to that. Now, here's the next step. This is where it gets real exciting. So now we've raised awareness. Everything we've done to this point is to raise awareness, specific, detailed awareness that you just had a general awareness of before. The next step is how do we change our behavior? Mm, That's the tough one, right? It's like we all know what we should do. We shouldn't eat a lot of fatty foods. We shouldn't eat at McDonald's, you know, seven times a day, every day for the rest of our lives. I mean, we all know what to do. People say, well, I don't know how to lose weight. Nobody says that because we know you eat better foods, nutritious foods, you work out. Okay. (laughs) I mean, we got the answer, but everybody just wants the pill. Well, there's no magic pill for weight loss and there's no magic pill for trading either. There's no magic indicator. So this is the process you go through. Now, the way we change our behavior with that is we have two columns on that log. So one column will be the amount of money that we made or lost each day, each week, and each month. And that's the real number. Whether you're on a simulator or demo account, okay, that's going to be recorded there. Or obviously real trading, that's going to be there too. So with the way you actually traded, how much did you make or lose? Then we're going to go to the second column. And in that column, what you're going to do is go back through all your trades and take out every trade where you made a mistake, every trade where you broke a rule, and just pull that out and recalculate your P&L, your profits or your losses for that day, for that week, and for that month, if you hadn't made any mistakes. And here's what normally happens. You make a lot more money a lot more money. In fact, I'll tell you, I've done this with people face-to-face in my office, and I've done this with at least 20 people one-on-one and gone through this process with them. And it's really fun because I can sit there and see their face. When we put those two columns next to each other, I would say nine times out of 10, the people who are non-profitable look at that and they're like, wow, dang, I'm already profitable. I am a profitable trader right now. And oh my gosh, they get so excited. The the face they make, the realization, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, (laughs) their faces light up and they get excited. And that's what provides the incentive. That's what provides the motivation. That's what provides the discipline is that, wow, I can be and basically am a profitable trader tomorrow if I just stop doing these mistakes, if I just stop breaking my rules, I don't need any more indicators. I don't need any more magic formulas. I don't need any more anything. What I need is less. I need less mistakes. 
then that's really cool. I hope that you do that. And if you do, I think you're going to be very, very happy because the results that I've seen with me and my students have been phenomenal. We're going to do a part four because I got a few more things here and I just looked up at the time and this, um, yeah, this podcast has gotten pretty long. So I've got more to say. I've always got more to say, but I've got a couple more good, really good tips for you. So I want to include those as well, but don't like to let these podcasts go too long. So anyway, I mentioned that I have these mistakes in a PDF for you and I do. And I've also got some videos for you that go through these in a little more detail. So today you get the top dog trading's top 10 trading rules for success. And these top 10 trading rules are basically the flip side of the mistakes. So we're taking the top 10 mistakes that I've made myself, that I've seen my traders make, and turn them into positives. So taking them from a negative statement into a positive statement so that it is something that you're drawn toward instead of something you move away from. And I'm going to give these to you absolutely free today. Bottom line, these are not general theories or abstract ideas. This is very, very practical. It's a mini course and it contains a PDF report and three videos. Absolutely free. Get it right now by simply going to online trading to win.com forward slash 10 rules. By the way, that's the word 10 spelled out T E N, not the numeral one zero. Go there while it's free. Again, online trading to win dot com forward slash 10 rules. And if you're getting value from this podcast, I really encourage you to go ahead and to give us a review. Your reviews are very, very important to me. And a rating, a nice five-star rating would be great. It only takes 30 seconds, but you know what? This is what helps us to go up in the rankings. And that encourages me to continue to create more episodes for you. So just like you need to be motivated in your training, I need to be motivated to create more free content for you because I don't charge for this. So the way you motivate me to help you is just leave a nice review and oh, subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher. You've been listening to the Online Trading to Win podcast with Barry Burns. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play or Stitcher and leave a great review. For more information about our free indicators and courses, visit OnlineTradingToWin.com. Neither Online Trading to Win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involve substantial risk. Financial loss even above the amount invested is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.